Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CollegeToPro.com NFL Draft Black, the audio alternative for fans and NFL personnel to know NFL Draft prospects. Join host Bo Mashanti as he brings the next generation of tomorrow's NFL stars to you today. No more than the name. Welcome back to another edition of the C2P. I'm your show host, Bo Marshani. As, as always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us as we do bring you that next collection of tomorrow's NFL stars. Remember, Apple Music, Chrome Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, all opportunities to download and listen to our featured guests as we count down the days to this 2021 NFL draft that will be taking place in Cleveland. And nice to see that things are kind of getting back to normal where we're going to be able to uh, not have a uh, virtual total draft, but people are going to be in attendance to kind of share in the festivities of that draft weekend. And one of the young men making their path towards the next level is the standout pit defensive end Rashad Weaver and, as a uh, media man who actually covers the Pitt Panthers, I can say I, I thought Weaver came back with a, a tenacious comeback from his uh, injury where he missed all 2019. And I think when you coincide that with COVID and the way things were for him to come back and have that type of impact, he was a consensus All-American. He was also down at the Reese Senior Bowl. And we know that's one of the finest accolades anyone can get is they make their path towards this 2021 NFL draft. But with that said, we have the standout Rashad Weaver here on the program. Um, Rashad, welcome to the program. How's this afternoon treating you? Um, good afternoon. It's good. You know, just um, my normal routine, getting some food in, in me before I head to the gym to get my workout in for the day. How are you? I'm great, and, you know, I was just sharing with the audience, you know, as a as a media member who covers the Pitt Panthers and seeing you on a weekly basis and being able to see you do your thing, remarkable comeback, missing 2019, and you come back with the vengeance to put on the display you did. Talk a little bit about just entering, you know, 2019, you're out, but then as 2020 starts, COVID begins, but nonetheless, you were able to persevere and come back. I mean, talk a little bit about what it went into to make this kind of impact. Um, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it was a long process. Uh, just starting back in uh, 2019 when I got hurt uh, the first week of camp. Uh, after that first day, I got out my got out my tears and my complaining. And then the next day, I was on the mission. Um, and even with that, it started back to 2018. You know, after I had a, a decent season in 2018, I had my mindset on putting in the work in the off season to get out of there after the 2019 season. So I had a a lot of deposits in the bank from that off season that carried all the way over to 2020. You know, once that works put in, it doesn't just disappear. So with that, along with entering my rehab, um, I just set new goals, you know, for myself, for my knee, for what I would come back and do in the 2020 season. And um, I worked towards them every day with rehab along with working out. And then, you know, right in the middle of my rehab, five months, however many months in, COVID hit. And I had to figure out a plan with everything getting shut down. I couldn't just sit around and do home workouts when I was rehabbing an ACL. So I'm a, I called Coach Narduzzi and Coach uh, Partridge and Dale and the training staff and told them, like, I need you guys 
please to figure something out for me and I'll be there and get it done while everybody else was, you know, home. I left Florida and came back to Pittsburgh and uh, from, what, what was it, May or March all the way till we started camp, I was at the peak every day with the uh, the trainers doing rehab and then I would go to a field and do a lift and I would record everything and send it to the strength coaches, from uh, Coach Austin for them to watch and tell me what to do better uh, because he couldn't be there to coach me due to COVID rules. So it was really just a grind in the summer, but I liked it. Um, again, it just kept me scheduled and gave me goals and it all just added up and I was prepared uh, mentally and physically for the 2020 season. And I knew the work I had put in was good enough to, you know, have that caliber of a season, but it was really about the mindset for me. And I had that written down all over the place um, that I would reach these goals that I re- reached this year. So it kind of just happened like that. Wonderful. I love the dedication that you calling out Coach Narduzzi and these guys and saying, hey, man, I need to get back to the Berg and and get the work. And that's impressive stuff. And obviously the accolades and all that came to tuition for you. Fabulous season. You're down at the Reese Senior Bowl. And uh, I texted uh, Jim Nagy, the executive director, and I said, anything to share about uh, what uh, Rashad brought to the thing? And he said, we selected the best defensive lineman regardless of the position this year. And he goes, with a thin interior D-line class, Weaver took a bunch of reps inside. I think it helped him showcase his pass rush versatility because his length creates mismatches over guards. Uh, what do you think of those words by uh, the executive director, Mr. Nagy? No, nah, I mean, I think those are exact, uh, exactly accurate. You know, I went down there, and I think 95% of my reps were at the 3-tech, you know, which I had never played before, never did that before, so – I got comfortable there, and I got better each day. You know, the first day it wasn't great, but then I got coached by the Dolphins staff, watched the film, and it got better each day. And then by the game, I think, you know, I held my own. It wasn't perfect, but I showed that in three days I could move up and down the line, and if I actually just worked on it, I would just be able to play at a high level at any position up and down the defensive line. So I think it was a great opportunity just to add that to my resume. And what was it like being down in Mobile? I mean, I was down there covering the game, but I mean, for you, what's it like? You're, you know, being coached by an NFL team. You're doing Zoom calls with NFL teams. What was it like just to allow them to know who you are, more than just the guy that they see on tape? Yeah, it was a great opportunity. You know, obviously, we constantly got reminded it was different because of COVID. There's a lot more activities and, I guess, fun stuff off the field you get to do, but we didn't get to really do. But just the opportunity to actually sit down with uh, NFL scouts, got to sit down with all 32 teams and talk to them all, talk about my game, what they like, one of them getting to know me, stuff like that. <clears throat> and then getting to get out there and get practice by, you know, NFL coaches, um, just get to pick their brain and learn from them and get better each day. That's just what they want to see. And it was like a great opportunity, um, again, just to learn a new position from an NFL D-line coach is practically what I did that week. So it was it was fun. And you came out on the successful side. I'm I'm curious, Rashad. I mean, growing up, Pop Warner, Seeley, I mean, did you take the football in an early age? And if so, were you the bigger, more athletic kid from that point, or is that something you kind of grew into? Yeah, so, I mean, my whole life I've played. My mom's had me in every sport, you know, all the way up to high school, baseball, soccer, football, basketball. But growing up with football, um, I think I started in, like, third grade, and it was straight to helmets and had you know there was no flag or anything like that where I lived it was straight to um third grade tackle football and wasn't weight limits or anything like some other places it was what grade you were in is what what level you played in and um you know at the time 
I'm sure I was probably a little bit taller. Some guy same height as me, but I was just the most athletic on the team, so I played quarterback all the way up to my freshman year of high school. Um, and then wow. my sophomore year was the first year I ever played defense. So I played nose, and then my junior year of high school was the first year I played defensive end. So just transitioned. I love it. Now, I'm curious now, with that quarterback background, I mean, were you ever joking <laughs> with Coach Narduzzi saying that you you could do some trickery if they threw you in the, on the offensive snaps? Um, I did not because I swear once I went over the defensive line, my whole shoulders just cannot do that anymore. <laughs> I cannot throw the ball anymore <laughs> to save my life, and I'm not going to sit here and say I can. <laughs> I love the honesty. Most guys would have said, yeah, I can still – and I can do anything Kenny Victor yeah, can not, do. And not I. I. <laughs> uh, that's excellent. So, I mean, and growing up in Florida, we know that's one of the most talented states in terms of young men coming out of that state that are, you know, college kids that turn into great pros. For you – when do you kind of, you know, I guess coming out of high school, what led you to Pitt? I'm sure plenty of schools were looking at you, but how did you know you wanted to be a Panther? Yeah, so, I mean, actually, uh, I grew up in – I was born and raised uh, my younger life in Indiana. You know, that's a basketball state. So, okay. you know, thought I was going to play basketball. Then I moved down to South Florida uh, in high school, and that's a breeding ground, you know, the best place in the country for high school football players. Uh, it's the best football down there. You get the best players. And, you know, they really kind of turned me into this player, gave me that mindset, and made me really fall in love with football down there, just not another sport. Um, and, yeah, so I, I got down there to Florida, like I said, and then played defensive ends in my junior year. So, you know, I was kind of low on people's radars, scout, uh, colleges, coaches from other high schools, like where, where this person just come from, where this player just come from. So, um uh, after my junior year, I started getting some, you know, smaller offers. And I went to a satellite camp um, for Michigan. I got an offer from there. Uh, I was committed for a couple months. Some things didn't work out. And I decommitted, um, you know, like two weeks before signing day. And I got a bunch of new offers, and one of them was Pitt. And I had one weekend left for official visits. And I went. I came to Pitt, and, um, you know, I, I really just – see myself playing for Coach Narduzzi, you know, a defensive-minded head coach and seeing everything he did at Michigan State and to get to be a part of that type of defense just was better than anything else I've seen. And then on my visit, Pittsburgh felt like the most comfortable for me to be away from home in Florida. And I really like that uh, the schools, you know, intertwined in the city. It's not just out on its own, in its own space, uh, not much, or not around much. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Once again, Rashad Weaver, the consensus All-American Reese's Senior Bowl invite, kind enough to take some time in between workouts to join us here on the C2P. Um, Rashad, I asked all the guys that come on our program, I mean, you know, you you witnessed what it was like being down in Mobile and interacting with these scouts, but in your own words, I mean, if you were in the film room and they were breaking down your tape, what do you think those, I call them your hallmark home run type abilities that you think is going to pop off the film that's going to help you get on that 53-man roster? Yeah, I mean, over and over, you know, with these D-line coaches I sit down with, teams, um, they just love my length, and I know how to utilize it, and my hands in the pass rush. You know, I constantly have a move. I constantly win with my moves, and if I don't win, I automatically get to a counter, and I'm just constantly, you know, stressing that quarterback in the backfield, and the tackles, they just love how I'm, they just tell me they love how my hands and feet work together and my pass rush moves, and I and I always have something to do. Um and I'm never out there just kind of stuck getting blocked. 
I like that. Anything go unnoticed? And I mean, some I know NFL personnel listen in. I mean, I think at this point, it, I don't know what we could unearth, but maybe the system you ran where you couldn't do other things, uh, team captain, weight room warrior. I mean, what are some of the intricacies that goes unnoticed that can help you, you know, stand out about all the other prospects that you're competing with when this draft rolls around? Yeah, I mean, these guys, um, these NFL coaches, they know a lot. And, I mean, they've been around the game a lot, so they get most of everything out of the film. They don't miss. Every once in a while on Zoom, they ask me what I'm doing here or there just because they don't know our scheme. And I'll explain it, and then they'll be like, oh, that makes perfect sense. You did it good here, this and that. Um, but just coming to the to the team, you know, I think I think NFL teams and coaches like me a lot more than Twitter and draft people. So that's all that really matters. They, they recognize my game when I get on these calls and – and the call's been going well, so uh, they just they realize, and I tell them, you know, I can impact the game anyway, whether it's in the run, in the pass, deflecting passes, uh, getting in the face of the quarterback, making TFLs, setting edges. You know, I've done it all, and I put it all on film, so I'm not just blowing smoke when I tell them, and they agree most of the time, so. Yeah, well, I loved you. Like I said, I, I, I mean, I thought you were just so potent this year, and I, I mean, I was – texting anyone that had any authority on uh, NFL decisions that, you know, Rashad Weaver is a guy that we must take notice of. And real quick, I'll take you uh, Syracuse. I just, I, you know, I added the game notes. You had a couple of sacks. I go big frame. I go, you look more imposing than your listed height and weight. Did they have you a little undersized at Pitt? Because I just thought you looked a lot bigger than what they listed you at. Um, No, I mean, on the field, I, I mean, everybody says that, like, you know, myself, really? uh, the NFL teams, other dudes that I was training with that I played against, O-linemen from other schools, they're like, bro, you're huge. Like, on the field, I, I think I'm like 6'8", I don't know, with the pads and the helmet, like, it's just what it is. Like, I don't know. Everybody says it. Um, dudes, I, like I said, from other teams said it in games to me. We talked about it. NFL coaches said it. And then at Pro Day, even some of them, they are like, I knew you were tall, but in person you look even taller. But I don't know. My height's not going even – I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> my height's not getting any higher, but everybody it's, you know, it definitely says that. I get that a lot. Wow. That's, well, at least I, at least it's something I noticed that maybe other people do as well. You know, I got so many notes against NC State, just little words. Um, I said I loved how you chased down the ball carrier four yards upfield. I said just showing that great hustle and, and just the pursuit – I rode against Notre Dame, facing up against number 74. You had a tackle for a loss, tackling the running back, and, you know, facing top linemen like Notre Dame had. Your pressure in the pocket, two quarterback carries. I mean, just fabulous career, Rashad. Um, we are almost out of time, but we always like to have a little bit of fun. We call it three and out. They're just a few lighthearted, off-the-wall questions. You ready to take a shot with some of those? Okay. Let's see what I got. All right, now uh all right. Now, Coach Narduzzi, um, any any pet peeves that he had in practice that, you know, might have, you know, got him going that you guys might laugh about now that you look back on it, but was something that definitely he takes pretty serious that you could joke around with him now with? Um, so, for me, personally, and some other guys, and I literally bugged him for four years every day and practice for it every game is he hates earrings. <laughs> he will not <laughs> let you wear earrings in practice or games or anything. And, you know, if you warm out there, you get in trouble. But I just nagged him and nagged him until finally this year he let us wear him in games, but we still couldn't wear him in practice. 
<laughs> so that that for me, that's when that just comes off top brain because I, I, you know, my earrings, I just wear them all the time. It's part of me. I've had my ears pierced before I could talk. So I would just nag him. And, I'm, and he's always like, practice like a pro. And I'm like, look, in the, the NFL, they wear earrings, coach. Let me wear these earrings. <laughs> Ah, that's great. That See, that's what we love, a little bit of intrigue and insight that we wouldn't get anywhere else. How about this one? Um, amongst your teammates, um, who had the craziest nickname inside that Panthers locker room? Crazy. Put me on the spot. Let's see. Off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, Dayon Hayes. I don't know why. Just because his name starts with a D, we call him Doodoo. <laughs> <laughs> Do haze, fantastic. And then the final one before we let you go today, Rashad. Um, the draft's quickly approaching. I'm sure that week, the weekend, you will be around family and friends, friends as you await to hear your name called. But with that said, who's the best cook in your family, and what would you like that person to have prepared as you celebrate that special day? You're gonna get me in trouble with my mom and dad, so I'm gonna say myself. <laughs> <laughs> if I pick one of them, they'll get mad at me. So I'm going to just say myself. Well, you can pick them um, both and you can have two minutes. Yeah, I'll say um, my dad, what he cooks is pretty good, but my mom got a little more variety under her belt. So depends what I'm in the mood for there. I might make it light on him and do some catering. (laughs) And now you mentioned yourself. Are you pretty handy in the kitchen too? Yeah. um, I know how to cook simple stuff, hard stuff. It just depends how lazy I'm being um, and how much I want to go to the grocery (laughs) store. <laughs> uh, excellent, man. But hey, I and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You were sensational to watch. I can't wait to see you do your thing at the next level. And we'd like to stay, stay humble, stay hungry, be blessed. And we appreciate you sharing some of your time here on the C2P. Uh, definitely. I mean, I appreciate you staying, watching my career, and you know, you know, I like when I do football for myself, but I also do it for other people to enjoy. So, for you to enjoy it just makes me feel like I'm doing it right. And um, I appreciate you for having me on the show. Thank you, man. Yeah, I'm going to miss seeing number 17 do his thing. But I'll get to see number 17 in a different number do his thing in the National Football League, and that's what you've been working hard for, man. Well, hey, man, stay blessed and best of luck at the end of this uh, upcoming month. Thank you. I appreciate you. No problem at all. Once again, that is the consensus All-American Rashad Weaver here on the C2P. So much to like about this young man. And he touched base on it, and uh, Nagy touched base on it about his versatility, that length. So much to like in the hustle. You just got to love the engine that this kid has. As always, we appreciate you joining us here on the C2P. This has been a C2P exclusive. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.